beautiful listeners, welcome to Nina's Potty. What do we do while on the potty? Well, we think, we dump, we flush our waste away. So sit with me on this potty and hear me dump my thoughts and flush my wasteful thoughts and feelings away. I talk about life experiences, mental health, and relationships, all with a pinch of comedic spice. I'm on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at, uh, whatever time I want a podcast. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. It's Monday, my dudes. Technically, it's Tuesday morning, because right now it's 12 a.m., but... I mean, come on, I'm sorry. I made myself a little bit too busy today. I stayed up all night, Sunday night, because I had this great idea that I can set up a shop on Facebook, you know, put a business page with all of my arts and crafts that I do in hopes that I can sell something to make some extra money on the side. And I stayed up all night thinking of a name, putting my Facebook page together, putting my crafts together, putting something together so that I can sell. Coming up with a logo, you know, the whole works as if like I'm going to be successful or something, but maybe I'm not sure. I hope so. You know, I'm scrounging up for some extra cash. So I can get by and be successful, be a working American, make my dreams come true, because I fucked up in my early 20s, and now I'm having to pay the price. (coughs) Excuse me. But today's topic is grief. And grief can be... Um, can come to us in many different forms. It can be grief of loss of a loved one, loss of a job, loss of a pet, you know, loss of yourself. You can lose yourself. So I thought, let's do this. Let's talk about grief. Because for a while, I have been thinking about death. But in a sense that, um, as to, you know, why do we lose all the good people? Why does God take all the good ones and leave us the bad? I started thinking about this topic because I saw the movie called Hereditary. I don't know if you all have seen it, but it's about a family going through the loss of a grandparent. And then slowly... The daughter of that grandparent, the mother, starts going through difficult losses in her own family. The daughter, and then she ends up losing technically her mind and her whole family. Um, it's by M. Night Shyamalan, and it's a beautifully filmed movie. Um... It gave me the chills because it's about um, the fear of grief, um, what comes with grief, all of it that comes after we lose a loved one or we lose something near and dear to our hearts. 
Um, I've never really experienced a close loss myself. I still have my parents. Um, I lost my grandfather a couple years before I was born. So I never really knew my grandfather, but I still have my grandmother on my dad's side. My mother's parents passed before I was born. <clears throat> so I haven't really experienced great, great, significant, significant loss. Significant. Where did I, how did I lose that word? I think I had a quick stroke. A significant loss. <clears throat> I did when I was younger. You know, I was probably nine years old when I lost my aunt. And she was probably, the, she was the best aunt that I've ever had. She was really my favorite one. Because we did a lot of things together. And then losing her was difficult. I didn't understand. You know, I was young. <clears throat> but I did lose somebody that's near and dear to my heart not my not a family member but before him I had never really lost anybody as great as he is he was um so I graduated from high school in 2007 the accident was in 2009 my theater teacher loved to travel. I remember one time he had gone to Mexico when we were in high school. I was a senior in 2007. And he had gone to Mexico and he told us he had got drunk and he got a tattoo. And it was true. It was right there on his back. He had a tattoo. We were like, what? Mr. Garza, What? It was pretty hilarious for this 50-something man to go get a tattoo like that. He didn't have any children. He wasn't married, not in a relationship. He really loved us, though. We were his kids. Um, <clears throat> to us, he was a second father. When it was our birthday, he would ask us, what kind of cake he like? We liked. And, you know, we would answer him chocolate white or whatever. <coughs> the next day on our birthday, he would bring us a homemade cake. I remember he brought me a homemade cake. A couple of other kids too. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome to feel that kind of love, you know, from a teacher. He was very near and dear to my heart. But when the accident happened in two thousand nine. It was during spring break of 2009. And at first, he didn't want to go. But then one of the teachers kind of dragged him into it. He said, okay, 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 I'll go. And so he went. Sometime late at night in Mexico. You know, the bus was driving down the road and was sideswiped by a tractor trailer. A farm tractor. Took the whole bus away. <clears throat> Unfortunately, my teacher, my former teacher, was asleep on that side of the bus. He was leaning on that side. <clears throat> and 
and took him. Took him away. And ever since then, it's been really hard for me to deal with passings. But, you know, most of the passings that I've had to deal with were because of sickness. But because of him, he was essentially murdered. His life was taken away by somebody else. And I've never been able to get that out of my head. It was a murder. He was murdered. Somebody killed him. And that is forever going to haunt me. And that's why you don't drink and drive. And that's why I don't drink and drive or drink and then drive. Because you end up hurting so many people out there other than just your family. You end up hurting multiple families and multiple friends and loved ones along with that. So it struck me pretty hard. I couldn't believe it. I kept waiting for somebody to be like, oh, we got the wrong Garza. It was, it was all wrong. Then they showed his picture on the news and they confirmed it. And it was just one of those things where you just fall to your knees, you know. You hunch over and you just cry so hard that that nothing comes out, you know. Like that silent cry. He took away somebody so beautiful. Someone so amazing that has been doing such great things for the community and for the kids. And for the love of the arts. And they took it away. But it shouldn't be something for me to dwell, you know, because... He's taught me to be myself and to go for what I want and to be strong and to be happy and just to live life because that's how he did it. He just lived life. And I've been told that when somebody visits you in their dreams who have passed on, they're visiting you in like for real in like for real <laughs> they're visiting you they're saying hi i remember i had a friend that passed away probably in 2013 he was a high school friend high school church friend real quiet he was always smiling all the time and then <clears throat> you know, we graduated, we all went our separate ways, but I still came to t- kept in touch with him, but then I hadn't heard from him in a while. Somebody ended up telling me that he passed. He passed away, and he was really, really sick. He had West Nile virus, and it killed him. And it stuck in my head, I was just like, God, I never got to say goodbye the poor kid 
my God, why him? He he had everything to live for. He wants to be here. That night, I dreamt about him, and we were just in class. We were in, in a classroom. He never even went to my school, but he we had gone to the same church together. But in my dream, we were in the same classroom. All of a sudden, and he he was sitting in front of me, all of a sudden, he turns around, and he looks at me, and he just gives me a smile. That same smile, from that grin from ear to ear. And I was like, okay. I feel relieved now. For whatever reason, I felt relieved. And then I woke up. And I woke up and I was like, wow. He recognized me. (laughs) He said hi. He said hi and he smiled. And that was it. He never came back to visit again. But it's okay because I felt at ease. I felt comfort that he knew that I wish I would have been there. Because I was living in Austin at the time when he passed. So there was no way I could go back home to see him. Because I didn't even know he had passed. Until it was too late. Until it was too late for me to take time to go and see him. So, I felt like he came to me to say that it was okay, and then he left. And that's okay. But for my teacher, I dream about him once a month. Once a month since he's been gone for 10 years already. It's going to be 10 years in March since he's gone. And he still comes to visit me. That's wild, huh? He's not even a family member of mine. And he still comes to visit me every month. But why, though? Why? Like, does he know... All of what I'm going through. Like is he trying to be there for me? Is he telling me that he's watching over me? Is he telling me that I can do it? Is he telling me that I'm not alone? The grief of losing him is still there. Is still around me even after 10 years. I talk about him and it makes me emotional. I think about him makes me emotional. And I just don't know why. I have this ring. I have my graduation ring, my high school graduation ring. It has those two little drama faces the happiness and tragedy. And I remember showing it to him. And I said, look, Karza, I got my graduation ring. It has the drama faces. They're small, but they're still there. And I showed it to him. 
And he looked at me with the most sincere, the most sincerest look on his face. And he looked at me and he just smiled. And I'm just never going to forget that. I'm just never going to forget it because he loved it. And he loved the fact that I put drama faces on my, on my ring. And I haven't taken my ring off since then. The ring will always be on my finger. I don't know when I'm going to take it off because I have other rings I'd like to wear. But I'm not ever going to take it off. It's hard for me. If I lose it, I would be very devastated. Because there's not a lot from him that I have left. So... I like to keep every memory that I can. But but we're talking about grief today because grief could affect yourself mentally and physically. Grief has affected me and my depression. You know, I I get sad because I feel like I'm asking God to take me away to kill me. And then the next day he ends up killing somebody else. And then I end up taking all the blame. And I feel bad. And I'm like, why is he taking all the good people? It's, it just snowballs into, you know, a ball of ridiculousness. My anxiety gets started up because I'm thinking about death. I'm thinking about... What's going to happen when my parents leave me? How would I react when my grandma is gone? How devastated am I going to be when I lose my father? How is life going to be? Am I going to relapse? Am I going to absolutely lose my shit when that happens? That's what I'm scared of. You know what's going to happen? They have grief counselors. You know, courses to help you deal with grief. But I've never actually thought about taking a class. I don't feel like I need to. I feel like in order to take care of my grief, I need to talk to that person who I lost. And give it up to God as well to help me heal and to ease my pain. And just to be assured that I'm going to be reunited with them again. What also triggered this topic was because... My friend lost her baby the day before New Year. Nope, it was New Year's Eve. She lost her baby on New Year's Eve. <clears throat> that night, probably around 10 o'clock, I'd say. It's like God takes all the good ones and even the innocent ones. She didn't even get a chance to experience life. She was only nine months old. She had a lot of heart problems. 
and she had Down syndrome too. But, you know, I'm just like, why? Why? Why the little one? Why does this have to happen to good people? Is it because he knows that they can deal with it better than somebody who's worse off? Like, what? what is the whole purpose of this, of losing our lives when, when we're too young? I'm always going to have that grief. I'm always going to be dealing with grief and and the loss of my loved one, but most importantly, the loss of myself, of my job, of who was me. I'm always going to grieve over those days that I got myself in trouble. I'm always going to think about those days. There's always going to be a trigger of those days. But we control our fate. We're the only ones that we can rely on, essentially. I just have to keep myself on the right path. I have to keep my priorities in order. And right now my priority is to finish my volunteer hours and to get in on that rehab program I have to I have to do something I have to go somewhere I don't want to be in jail again I can't I can't put that stress on my family I can't put that stress on myself the money of it all is a big stressor as well I want to succeed in what I love to do, my craft work, even though in the back of my head I feel like it's still not good enough for other people. I don't know. But I want to talk about that on Wednesday. I want to make that another topic on Wednesday. But Yeah, I was just, that's all all I was thinking about. I was just thinking about loss and the loss of the loved one and the fact that it's going to be 10 years in March that I lost him. And uh, it just makes you, you know, really cherish life. And it makes you want to leave a legacy so that people can remember you. And to be honest, I really feel like I'm the only one who remembers him because he comes to visit me every month, basically. But anyway, guys, that's the topic for today. Thank you so much for sitting with me on the potty, and I'll catch y'all later.